What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast. We're back with one more person. Uh, it would have been four, but Basam was tragically stopped at the microphone border check for whatever <laughs> podcast software we use. He's taken uh, out by technical issues. Uh, he's here in spirit um, as he quietly <laughs> lurks in the background of this podcast, <laughs> typing to us. Uh, but joining me this week, is, as usual, is Norton. What's up, Hi-o. Norton? And Hello. Rob. Oh, hi, people. Yes. Rob, We, where have you been the last three podcasts? Uh, Norton's been... It, it, she, this is hers. I, I will let her take this away. Uh, because I watched the the show with her, but she... She's not as into it. No, it, it's not even that. I like it. But the thing is, I only watch it once where you have to watch it multiple times, especially to write the article for it. It helps. So I like I'm kind of in the middle of again um we were talking before Bilal uh about the beats of it like I know the beats and I'm good for those as a screenwriter it's easier to know the beats than to know every single little detail and Norton apparently has watched this four times over something like that yeah it's which been, it's been a yeah. bit it's. I remember when I did the Magicians podcast with Nicole. We mm-hmm. both would watch each episode multiple times, and it was just yeah. like, it, it like once once for pleasure, once for right before the podcast, and I think yeah. Nicole would do that maybe a third time for the review, mm-hmm. and it would just be. I would just be like, I could be doing something else with my time <laughs> instead of rewatching this. Episode. Like I, I mean, I enjoyed that as the show yeah. episodes, but it's just like at a certain point, I grabbed like a pen and paper and was just taking notes throughout the episodes. But mm-hmm. with this. With this, I'm just like, I'm going to leave it to Norton to guide us through. <laughs> uh, so That's Norton, all yours. So, all so, right. so Norton, I, I'm, I'm passing you the shield. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it's yours. It, it, yeah, it, it's the talking shield. If you're holding the shield, <laughs> you can um, you can talk, you could lead wow. the podcast, or you could bludgeon someone with it. Oh, <laughs> it's up to you. the third option. We all know where I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm 100% that, John Walker. <laughs> And, and that's why Bassam can't talk right now. <laughs> Bassam would be too good, so I had to take him out. <laughs> yes. All right. So we pick up on... Uh, where do we pick up this week with All right. Uh, so we crew? start in Wakanda six years ago when... Uh, What's his face? I'm so good at this already. <laughs> Bucky Barnes. <laughs> when Bucky Barnes is getting his, uh, his last minute test to see if the brainwashing is finally out of him. Uh, so you have Io reciting the words to him as he cries in front of a fire in happy relief that they have no effect on him. Oh, uh, may I like just interject for one moment? I uh, just a funny sidebar. I was reading this interview with um, uh, what's his face, um, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan, and he was saying that every time he goes into a coffee shop, everybody feels the need to say those operative words <laughs> to him just to activate the winter soldier. And he's like, I, I feel flattered, but he's like, I'm not that guy. I'm actually a really nice guy. Yeah. But he doesn't say stop doing it or anything like that. He finds it flattering. Which well, I mean, again, I like, you got to figure what else does he have going on in his life? 
if uh, I yeah. if I was Sebastian Stan, if somebody said those words to me, I would just start wrecking everything nearby, just like <laughs> like oh, not hurting off the counters, and just be like, well, what do you think was gonna happen? Right? Yeah, and Why then, would you do that? You've activated me now. I gotta kill you. Yeah, it's like I have diplomatic immunity. I'm the Winter Soldier. Wow. Anyway, we go from this very pivotal scene that, as Bassam pointed out, does uh, what does it say? Reca- oh, it recaps his uh, his story arc, which is nice. You know, just, it um, was also great no, character no. development. Maybe one of the best scenes of character development for Bucky Barnes. No, oh, it is very good. Scene. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely get to see more of his uh, relief at not being triggered than, say, when he's in episode two and he goes and talks to uh, Zemo. And yeah. obviously they have no effect on him, but you don't really get any sort of sense that it bought or that it impacts him in any way. Yeah, now we know of, why, because he's already been through the final exam. Like, he yeah. knows it's not going to bother him. Exactly, because, like, between um, Winter Soldier, it was Captain America Winter Soldier and Civil War, right? The second yeah. movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, between Winter Soldier and, like, Civil War, like, Bucky, like, his uh, programming kind of, like, decreases. I mean, he's still programmed in uh, Civil War, but, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, a big shift in his character, and then especially when you get to Infinity War as well. Um, from there, he's a completely different character. And it's just, like, what happened? Like, we don't really get to see that until, like, this scene, like, what he was going through yeah. in that, well, that transformation. It's, it's, it's still short, but, you know, you only get so much as a side character in a Marvel movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, basically, his story was told in almost, uh, what do you call those things? Like, after the credit scenes. Yeah. Because we know that he gets shipped off to Wakanda to heal, and we know that he gets frozen. Well, is he considered, like, the white white wolf? He gets called white wolf. wolf. Yeah, when he's in Wakanda, he's white wolf. Uh, And actually, Io, in the opening scene, calls him white wolf. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he's going through his, Mm -hmm. uh, his last trial. Sam also points out nicely that, yes, this is a good character arc, too, because we go from him having his long murder hair to him now being short Oh, yeah, I was just about to say that. I was going to say shift in hair, shift, shift in, in hair. character. Yep, no, that's true. And Norton it totally, totally laments his lack I of locks. locks. Oh, he looks so good in long hair. Yeah. Bring it back, Bucky. I'm not going to say he doesn't look hot in long hair. I'm not going to say he doesn't look hot in short hair either. I will. He's he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he well, you go he's from like he's hot hair. to he's all right. He's all right. I mean, still hot. Don't get me wrong. It's still Sebastian Stan, and I would definitely stand that. But still. <laughs> well, you're standing <laughs> over that. So. Uh, anyway, moving on. So after we get this nice brief inter- interlude into his arc, we come back to the present where Io has clearly come for Zemo. Uh, we're picking up where we left off in the end of the last episode where Io has shown up and said, hey, we're here for Zemo, and he's like, oh, fuck. So now he kind of has to explain to her that, hey, listen, yeah, we broke out of jail, but it's because we need his help finding this person or doing the super stuff. So, oh, for the super soldier serum. Yeah. And she's like, fine, whatever, but you got eight hours. Get your shit in order, and then we're getting him. And then yeah. she just fucking bounces, which is amazing. Well, yeah. No, eight hours until we come for you. Like, normally you get 24 hours. Most movie tenants are 24 to 48 hours. Not the fucking Wakandans. No, but... They're like, fuck that noise. Well, that's the thing. That creates the tension. That's what you want in a good television arc. Also, you don't have the time. And you don't have the time, too. too. So, they've got eight hours. And I kind of... Go on. 
I was gonna say th- those eight hours went by really quick. Oh, in, in, yeah. in, in time, like in yeah. show time, it was just yeah, like no, absolutely. Like two scenes later, it's like okay, we're here. <laughs> I kind of thought for a minute when Bucky returns to the other two that he might not have said anything, but he almost immediately is like, "Well, the Wakandans are here. You're fucked." <laughs> yeah, time's up. Which I thought was really solid of him because it's like he could hold that information and not tell anybody. And then they could have had Zemo do all the things that they wanted him to do without Zemo knowing that now he's got he's got a reason to hold on to his leverage more mm-hmm. so than he had before. Yeah, that's true. Okay, can I just say Zemo's coat? I want it. Oh, it's a, it, yeah. It's a really nice coat. Like, the yeah. dude really does a great job of, like, walking in it. I yeah. really wonder if I could pull it off. No, he's got he's got the pimp look down. Yeah, he really does. Especially yeah. like when he's interacting with the kids and the candy. It's just like yeah. He's like, oh, he's that like, this was is... such a. Oh. What you don't you know? It's like such it. a weird scene. For it's me not a weird because scene. It's like it's he, very subtle. That's no, the thing. He's literally walking up, singing a creepy song, sitting down and putting a bunch of candy on a thing for strange children. It's literally a guy, a stranger with candy. First of all, it's not any candy. It's Turkish delights. There's a difference between any other sort of candy and Turkish delights. There's a very particular meaning behind Turkish delights. The only thing I know about Turkish delights is that that one kid in Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, was um, enticed by Turkish delights by the witch. Oh, isn't and... that Peter? Doesn't he go evil? Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. I always thought Turkish delights would just make you evil. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like, yeah. so it, it, to me, when I saw Zemo with Turkish delights, I was like, no, this makes sense. The villain, the villain yeah. is enticing the children to do something bad with mm-hmm. Turkish delights. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, Bucky, Nem- uh, Nemo, <laughs> Nemo, <laughs> and Sam. Yeah. Wait. Go off- it- if anyone out there can draw, I want you to draw Nemo with the coat on, uh, and just Nemo, write Bar- yeah. Bar- Baron, ne- Baron Nemo at the bottom. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, but anyway, they so Sam realizes that if one of the the nice ways to get, or not none of the nice ways, but probably one of the best ways to get in contact with Carly would be to go to the funeral of this Mamadanya chick who died, because he realizes like maybe she's a pillar of the community. And he explains from personal experience that when his aunt died, the whole community came out and they, you know, they had like a celebration slash funeral because it's Louisiana and that's what you do. Yeah. You dance up and down the streets and have a party and then, you know, you drink for the dead people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Zemo, I guess, is pretty on board with this because he just kind of goes, gets the Turkish delights and then all of them are like, let's go off to where Mama Danya was last and ask around. Yeah. And Zemo's the one who happens to wind up getting information by, again, boring children's candy. But if there's anything that maybe giantly red flag points to him as a villain, I feel like it should be luring children's candy. But I think that's smart because kids, especially if you're in an, impor- a, in an impoverished place. A, a uh, refugee, they, essentially. Yeah, re- yeah. refugees. They're going to roam around a lot, at, which means uh, that you... Displaced international individuals, as I believe what they prefer to be called. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the teacher says. Oh, is when, that? Yeah, yeah when, that is what he says. Upstairs, oh, okay. And he goes to find somebody to talk to. He says the word refugee, uh, okay, and the teacher's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We're not refugees. Okay. But you have 
ears and eyes all over the streets. Yes. So you're going to want to bribe them. No, I agree. Whatever I agree way that you can. Squalorly children are very useful in this way mm -hmm. for information. Yeah. And also, Zemo has the forethought to tell them not to trust his friends, only to trust him. Which yeah. I think is kind of weird because later on, when they do actually lead him to the funeral, they don't seem to have any sort of negative response to everybody else that's with him. Like, yeah. Sam and Bucky and Walker and uh, Hopkins are all there. Hoskins are all there. Mm -hmm. But the kids only really respond to Zemo, which is understandable. But they don't really say anything in terms of like, oh, why would you bring the bad men? They just kind of are like, oh, whatever, I guess our friend's rolling with assholes. Yeah. You don't crazy. question the man with a dope coat. <laughs> yeah. You don't question the man yeah. with a dope coat. Well, and he was smart. Well, number he, one. he gave half the Turkish delights then and the other half after. Or did he give yes. him money after? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he gives them money. Yeah. He gave him yeah. money, yeah. So, you know, First he paid one's candy, second one's cold, yeah. hard cash. Uh, exactly. She yeah. kind of just swipes that shit, too. She's like, give yeah. that money. <laughs> All right, here we go. She's like, none of you other kids getting a cut of this. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Carly, in the meantime, is dealing with the fallout from her actions. She's listening to it on the news, and she's kind of contemplating whether she's done the right thing in terms of, you know, did, should she have made her and her comrades super soldiers? And of course, the the one comrade, Nico, is like, "Fuck yeah! Like you're doing the right thing. Like don't worry about it. Don't don't even sweat. Like you're good." Yeah, you kind of feel bad for her at times. Uh, I mean, I feel like the problem with being a young revolutionary, especially when you come into a lot of power in terms of, in this case, physical, it kind of. I it feel backfire. Like it, I don't think it backfires per se, but it puts a lot of pressure on you. Mm. And it puts a lot of pressure on your cause because I understand where she's coming from, kind of like Sam in the sense where it's like, yes, you've been wronged by the authorities. Yes, you have every right to want to fight for these things. But because you've been given this level of absolute power in a weird way, you kind of want to do it in the way the power is pointing to. So, yeah. for instance, if you had money, you would buy things. Because she has physical power, she goes for destruction. She goes for murder. She goes for violence. Not yeah. on purpose, but because I think that's the way that it's the easiest way for her to get, you know, the well. It's the most base the way. You, the yeah. type of well, it's the most base way you can get to the point. It is, and I mean, again, it's Brawn that whole idea brain. of like if you've been powerless this whole time and you've been powerless most of your life to the things that have happened to you and to the people who have sort of wronged you, or at the very least you know, ignored you, mm -hmm. here's a way to make them see you now. Yeah. And and that kind of comes into play with John Walker once the Wakandan show up a little bit later. Oh, that's an amazing scene. And, and like, and, and, yeah, and it, and it plays into that. Um, it, is there anything between this scene and that one um, before Let's... we get to the funeral? Uh, so as far as I remember... I don't think there is anything between because I know he he lures the kids, he gets the information, then they go back to the the place because they haven't found anything on Mama Danya and no one will talk. Then they do the scene with Carly. Then they come back and I think and, and like I don't want to oh, fast forward through it. That's when they have the conversation about the serum and about how uh, Zemo is making it very very clear that like super soldiers can't be allowed to exist. They have mm -hmm. to all die. And obviously Sam is like, you know, 
we we know a super soldier friend before. Oh yeah. <laughs> we kinda we kinda know a guy. We yeah, know and a it, guy knows a guy. And it and it's it's what there was a great TikTok I saw and I wish I had jotted down the user for it. But he calls out um, a lot of people who keep because he calls out how Falcon and Winter Soldier is about race and how um, like and people like refuse to like admit it. And Zemo mentions supremacy for being superpowered and whatnot, just uh, what it does to people having those super abilities mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, along that line is like when John Walker gets his ass whooped, he, like he feels lesser than. Um, yeah, yeah. And who does he get his ass whooped by? Yeah, Strong exactly. Black women. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, three kick-ass black ladies kick his ass, and he's like, "That's it, I'm taking the serum." Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. I mean, they do it. They really do it brilliantly because mm-hmm. the way that Marvel frames it, you can take that interpretation, but the most obvious interpretation is that he becomes sort of paranoid because these are three women that don't even have superpowers; they're just very highly trained warriors and they're beating the shit out of three highly trained men actually four highly trained men yeah and i think for john walker like you know marvel puts this in a position so that you can go either way with it you can say oh well he just went for the serum because they weren't super powered and it scared him but you can also go on the other trend of well it's white supremacy yeah like it's very clearly white supremacy yeah and and if you think about it it's like as long as there's a white man in power, like they could have given that shield to Sam, they could have had him take up that mantle of Captain America. They didn't. They had uh, was it Isaiah or Isaac? Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah as a super soldier. They uh, they experimented on him, and then what did he get out of it? They put him in jail. Now yeah. you ha- now you have John Walker here, who is somebody who you know is a war vet. He's white, but clearly has some issues that are overlooked uh, yeah. when there's other candidates in, in, in place that would have been a better fit. Yeah, and again, look at the Walker-Hoskins dynamic. Once mm-hmm. again, you have the titular white male becoming Captain America while his black partner becomes sidekick. And it's like, well, how come they didn't offer Hoskins the shield? Why did they offer it to Walker and not Hoskins? They're both highly decorated officers, as far as I can tell. Yeah. No, that's true. It's interesting that they would pick the white guy over the black guy. Well, and because the paragon Lamar... of the superhero has to be the white But the funny thing is, if you watch white Lamar man. throughout the series and you pay attention to the way he interacts with the things that John does and the, the way that he sort of reacts to what Sam says or even what's going on, he's much more grounded than Walker is, by far. No, he's true. much more willing to, to listen. He's much more willing to give things time. He has much more patience. Like, you know, when uh, for a good example is actually when we have the funeral scene, uh, Sam very much wants to go into this diplomatically. He wants to talk to Carly. This is an opportunity to sort of try and reach a common ground with her. And uh, Walker is 100% just wants to go in there, arrest her, and beat the fuck out of her and be done with it. Yeah. And even Lamar is like, dude, like, you know, <laughs> Sam knows what he's doing. Now, I don't know if this was on purpose. I didn't mention this in my article because I wasn't sure if I was just seeing things that weren't there. But I find that Walker very more often than not addresses Bucky over Sam. Uh, yeah. 
I feel like that happens a lot. No, when they it, and I think it's on purpose. I feel like Walker very clear, like even when uh, Sam is talking about talking to Carly, Walker turns to Bucky and is like, "Are you gonna let him do this? Are you gonna let yeah, that's, that do is... this?" And huh. it's like, "What do you mean? Like, why? I'm not in charge of him." And I even know, Bucky's but like, I mean, he's it's not my partner. But it's like I think it's one of those things where like game recognize game. Like <laughs> seriously, like if you're a super soldier, uh, or if you're taking on the mantle of a former super soldier, you're going to go towards somebody that is an actual super soldier. I I would think that makes sense. I mean, um, I mean, again, I think that's where Marvel is really smart about this series because you can take that interpretation. Mm. You can mm. just take the interpretation and go, oh, well, you know, Walker is just talking to Bucky because Bucky's another super soldier, so he knows. But you also have that scene with Walker later on where he's very clearly like jealous of Bucky, mm. and he's he kind of hates Bucky for being a super soldier. Uh, maybe or maybe he feels that like it's in taking on the mantle of Captain America, he's like you know what you're my friend Bucky because this is how Steve Rogers would have wanted him. Mm, you I know, don't get that. I mean it, again, there's interpretations. I don't know if that would be the no. way to go, but. I feel like Walker's been very hostile towards Bucky this whole time. But, I mean, in, in hostility, there might be sort of like a weird misplaced affection towards, because that's how masculinity works. A lot of times it's misplaced. Mm, men are unhealthy. That's very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, I also, I found the TikToker, um, by the way, that uh, and I'm going to tweet them, tweet the two videos out from uh, the WorkPrint account, so... Uh, take a look. It's a user called uh, straw underscore hat underscore goofy. Uh, <laughs> so it's a great one piece in nice. uh, Disney reference right there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, he has a great breakdown on like the racial tones of that scene in particular with Zemo and the Wakandans. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, some of his other stuff uh, that he dives into other media is actually uh, really well done. So def definitely check it out uh, after this podcast. All or right. during, because you can pause. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So moving along, we get to the funeral, and uh, obviously Carly says some very nice things about Mama Danya. Sam manages to convince Walker to allow him to go in and talk to her before the rest of them come in. So Walker gives him 10 minutes, which I'm pretty sure doesn't actually equate to 10 minutes in the long run. Uh, but Walker at least has the peace of mind to lock Zemo up. He handcuffs him to, I don't know what the fuck that is, like a radiator or whatever the hell that is yeah. in this room they're in. And then Sam goes in to talk to Carly, and in the meantime, we see that Walker has reached this level of a boiling point for some reason, and he's become extremely worried, if you will, about uh, what Carly will do uh, in terms of violent actions. Again, I think that part of that does speak to his wartime experience in terms of like, you know, unfortunately he was in a war that is not a very certain war. Your enemy is not very certain. When you're gonna be attacked is not very certain. It's, you know, modern warfare is extremely precarious in terms of like, you don't know when you're gonna get attacked. You don't know how you're gonna get attacked. You don't know like what method they're gonna use in terms of are they gonna use in innocent civilians? But you're always looking over your shoulder. Them. Yeah. You're very paranoid in modern warfare. And I think that this takes a very heavy toll on Walker and that's why he's very antsy. Like 
it reads as if he just really wants to be a war hawk in terms of he just wants to arrest Carly, beat the shit out of her and be done with it. But you can also take the nuanced approach and say, this is what he's learned from battle is that going and talking to the enemy isn't an option because they can't be reasoned with. They can't be talked to. They can't be uh, diplomatic. And I think for him, it's like he's almost shut out that option. Whereas Lamar and Lamar, I feel is like way more open to the idea. He's mm. a little more like Sam in that sense. And Bucky is at the very least trusting of Sam's abilities. Whether yeah. Bucky trusts Carly or not doesn't matter. He trusts Sam. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's what allows Sam to have a conversation with Carly. And Sam's kind of like, I'll, I'll give Sam credit where Sam credit is due because I think he does do an excellent job of kind of pointing out Carly's short-sightedness in terms of, you know, the, the things that she says versus the things that she does. And then obviously he offers the olive branch of like, I, I get your fight. I agree with it, but I don't agree with your methods. Yeah. And only if they, only if John Walker just stayed chill, I actually think he could have made a difference. Oh, he um, could have easily. Yeah. Yeah. It, like he was getting through, like, you know. He was getting through. The, the, the scene is a bit of a trope in itself of like talking <laughs> to the enemy and like yeah. the one guy just blows it, yeah, blows it all to hell. Everything, but and all like of a the enemy thinks that you trapped them and it's like, no, it wasn't like that. Yeah. No, but, but think... it, it's a powerful scene. Um, because no, especially because. Because it, at least it paints Carly with a, a, in a manner of like, she doesn't understand what this power is doing to her, how she's approaching things. Um, because it's like Zemo says, the scales are tipped for the people with superpowers. They can do more, they can offer more, uh, and they're a bit more dangerous. And, and you know that plays out shortly after with um, the call that Sam's sister receives. <laughs> Oh, After, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I feel like that was a big misstep on Carly's point, mm -hmm. on Carly's part, but I kind of get why she does what she does to a degree. So, yeah, so uh, essentially, well, like, John Walker comes in, blows up the scene, and yeah, Carly so escapes. Walker comes in to arrest Carly, Carly flees, uh, Bucky pursues her, obviously Sam is upset, and then... As they're all scuffling around, Zemo has escaped. He happens to run in. Well, not happens to. I'm sure he figures out the layout of the land and calculates where she's going to be. Yeah. So he realizes where she's going to be. She runs into him. He shoots her. And she happens to have the remaining vials of super soldier serum on her. Yeah. They fall to the ground and he, he smashes, them, smashes all. them all. And I counted it. There were 12 or there were 11 smashes. Did you count it? I did count. You had enough times to see, to see the, the well, cause damn I, scene. I thought maybe there might be another one floating around, but no. I counted 11 smashes, so unless okay. they turn around and go, oh no, one, one other one escaped. Yeah. Uh, so he gets shield smashed, which is actually a really funny scene, I'll be honest, by uh, Walker. You don't really get to enjoy it, though, because Walker then notices one of the vials hasn't been smashed. Hmm. He takes it for himself. Carly escapes. Uh, and then the other two, Bucky and Sam, come in, and Lamar, and Walker is, like, just completely quiet about what's happened. Uh, meanwhile, back at the base, uh, Sam and Zemo are once again having this conversation about 
super soldiers and super soldier serum and Zemo asks Sam if he would take it. Sam says no, of course not. Uh, which is probably the first time we see Sam divide from Lamar in terms mm-hmm. of opinion because later on when Walker asks Lamar if he would take it, Lamar's like, of course. Like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. So Sam is a bit more humble in this instance. Uh, and it seems to please Zemo, which who cares, but still. Uh, and then Bucky walks in, and it's amazing because Bucky's just like, that John Walker, he ain't right. <laughs> something wrong with that guy. There's something wrong with that motherfucker right there. I'm, glad, so- so- I'm glad somebody said it, though, because, like, it, 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 nobody outright stated it. It was uh, pretty much like it was pretty much like I don't like that guy, but nobody at that point I don't think had said there's something wrong with him. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, Bucky had a bit more exposure to Walker in terms mm-hmm. of that scene, so he kind of understood like, oh, there's a problem here. Uh, I mean, to watch him unravel at like what is essentially a small scale diplomatic summit is problematic to say the least, uh, and so. The best part of this is that as soon as Bucky kind of mentions Walker, as if by slut magic he appears. Yeah. I just really wanted to say that phrase. It's a good phrase. It's from uh, Waiting, but it's amazing. Anyway, so (laughs) Walker appears, uh, obviously 100% intent on taking in Zemo. He lost Carly. He wants a win. He needs a win. Uh, So him and Lamar bust in. And it's at this moment that the Dory Milaji... Dora Milaje? Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje, yeah, I think. Dora Milaje yeah. uh, show up. And it is just an amazing scene. In, a, <laughs> in an episode that has at least two ridiculously beautiful scenes, this is by far the standout for me. Oh, yeah, and they disarm Bucky, too. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. They literally disarm Bucky. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just address some Twitter sadness here. Uh, apparently everyone on Twitter is losing their shit over the fact that the Wakandans built in a failsafe for Bucky's arm. And I don't understand why this is such a surprise. It makes sense. Because, yeah. first of all, it's their proprietary technology, and they are giving it to an outsider. Of course they're going to build something into it to control it. Secondly, he is a well-known war criminal. He is, yeah, okay, he's reformed, and that's you gotta great have a fail and all, safe, but I there's no guarantee that, like, somebody's not going to be able to get that brainwashing back intact. Yeah. Of course you're going to have something to stop him with. Yeah, you need a failsafe. And thirdly, as far as I can understand, that the metal that they use, the vibranium, it has certain properties that would allow them to build this in, regardless of whether they did it on purpose or not. Like, they would know how to press certain buttons on the metal to make it act anyway. That's how their beads work. That's how yeah. all the rest of their technology works. Yeah. So even if they did trust them enough to give him the arm and they did trust them enough maybe not to have the failsafe in there, it's still a thing. It's still a property of the metal. Yeah. And they know how to use it. What kind of copyright? I mean, yeah, seriously. It's, it's proprietary software. Why wouldn't you? This That's... is what Bucky gets for uh, clicking through the terms of and services of the arm. Yeah, exactly. And not read, That's exactly it. what it is. He didn't read the terms. He did He services just like went. He just scrolled all the way down. Except. That's it. I don't care what. Yeah. At, at, at some at some point in the future, he's going to be part of a human centipede. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, Poor Bucky. If no one gets that reference. Yeah, that's it's only South Park. Yes, yeah, it's a great South Park episode. It is a episode. great South Park. One of the one of the, uh, the last great South Parks, I'll say. I'll be yeah. honest, I don't watch that show anymore, but they have definitely had some uh, some high moments there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 
it's just a beautiful fight scene in terms of like what you can do with just raw talent, raw power, and of course training. Yeah. You know, they are they are an elite force for a reason. Yeah. And they do not you know, they, they, don't, they don't sit fuck there around. and go, Oh, just because Bucky's a super soldier, I shouldn't fight him. Oh, They're no. like, No, 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 let's do this. Let's dance. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that in both corners, in that particular instance, both parties are holding back. Because I do think that Bucky genuinely, like, Bucky and Sam hold off helping out Lamar and Walker for the longest time. It's actually really funny. It's played off as a joke and it works really well. Uh, and then when they do get involved, you know they're only sort of trying to calm the Dora Milaje down in terms of just sort of subduing them just enough. They're yeah. not really putting their full effort into it because I'm pretty sure if Bucky wanted to, yeah, he could probably break he those could wreck women house. in half. Oh, yeah, he could just, he could ruin everyone if he really but, wanted to. But the thing is, he, like, they're sparring, more or less. Yeah, they're sparring. He knows them, they know him, and I think her detaching his arm is sort of a way of her saying, like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm, I'm done playing. Well, and I think it's also a way of saying, you know what, you're not the, the best one in the room right now. Remember who you are. Remember who we made you. <laughs> We gave you that arm and we can take it away. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, you still got the other arm and if you punched me, it would be super powered. But yeah, the look, the look on his face <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, he was like a kid like that. He, it's just so beautiful. The kid, he was like, to me, a kid who's like ice cream, like he had an ice cream cone and it fell on the <laughs> ground. Have you, he was like, oh. Have you seen the YouTube video with the raccoon and the cotton candy? Oh. That is what that is. Have you have you not seen my Twitter feed where that happened to me last week with my Spider Man ice cream? <gasps> oh uh, yes, I saw that. I felt so bad for you. I, I was, was like, no. I was thrilled. My wife, uh, so my wife's pregnant, so we decided to go on walks, and we came across uh, Mr. Sorley ice cream truck, and she's like, I want ice cream. So we go. So the first day we went to the park, we saw the ice cream truck. We went to the ATM, we got cash got back and the truck was gone so she was heartbroken uh. so uh, instead we went to Rita's we got Rita's the second day we went uh, we had cash ready on hand and we <laughs> we parked the car but the truck wasn't there but when we walked up to the area where the truck was the day before it was there so we were pumped we got ice cream we're walking around the weather's beautiful and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm just and like the Spider-Man ice cream like in the picture mm -hmm. it is magnificent <laughs> it's perfect you know like how they're like and it's the Spider Verse. They make fun of the yeah. ice cream mm -hmm. bar because, like, it's just like all misshapen. So, no, this so ice cream. Yeah. yeah, this one was just perfect. It tasted great. I was reliving my childhood. <laughs> and then I get to a part of like on top of this hill. I'm licking it. I licked it too strong, and eighty percent of it just goes tumbling to the ground. <laughs> and it was oh, it, it was so devastating. Sad. But but I mean that that's just childhood for you. you just lost your vibranium arm. Yeah. So when Bucky Barnes' arm fell fell off and his he had that look on his face, that was very oh, much. How that I you felt, felt it. That look is amazing. I felt it. felt it. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, the more important look in this whole scene is Walker's. Uh, mm -hmm. Walker is devastated by the loss in this fight. You mm -hmm. can just you can see it on his face. You can see it in the way that he's he's just dejected from losing. Mm -hmm. And I think to add insult to injury is when the uh, the one Dora Milaje she stomps on the shield and gets it to come right up to her. Oh, yeah. Cap always I did. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was amazing. Because like, she is like, you know what? We own this Yeah, shield. no. <laughs> she's like, bitch, please. The, um, and like, you I know can do anything you can do better. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, sometimes I, like, I'm afraid I see criticism that, like, they might be, like, 
too overpowered or too skilled. And then I sit there and I think, I'm like, do you not remember Infinity War or Endgame where they literally are up against a horde of aliens with blasters and futuristic weapons and they're fighting them toe-to-toe with 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 spears, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, oh, with their true. bare hands. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, when those portals open up at the end of Endgame, who's the first... Who are the first people to come out? Who emerges from those por- portals? It's the Wakandans and their yes. massive ground army to go yeah. up against aliens. And it's yeah. it's like it's like if there's anybody that can take down these superheroes that are just regular humans, it's the Wakandans. And Definitely. so, yeah. and so, I, and they still don't get the respect they deserve. And, and that's what I love about them. Like they can appear in any room, in any atmosphere, and basically, what's pursed on their lips, but they're not saying it is. Bitch, we were born for war. Yeah. Yeah. They are the black Amazonians. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You know what? I never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah. They are the D- they're the Marvel equivalent to yeah. uh, the DC Amazons. They are. Uh, although there is actually a black Amazonian. I mean, there, I think there's more than one, but oh. huh. just for the sake of knowledge, yeah. there is an actual black Wonder Woman. Interesting. Type. Yeah. I forget her name, and I don't want to say it wrong, so. <laughs> we're just going to skirt on by. Yeah, we're just going to move on. But either way. So, uh, Z- but Zemo ends up escaping because nobody yes, decides Zemo, to pay him any Zemo's attention. Zemo's escape in this is also again this scene is ha- like hands down the best scene in the whole episode, and uh, just for all of the elements that play together so nicely, you've got the comedic element of Zemo sneaking away. You've got the other comedic element of Sam and uh, Bucky sort of taking their time to help Walker and Lamar, and then of course you have the great joy. <laughs> that is uh, Bucky losing his arm. Um, yeah. But it does end on a sad note. Zemo gets away. Walker is completely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and then you cut to the scene where Walker and Lamar are having this conversation. Uh, and Lamar is sort of, you know, I feel like Lamar is, again, the much more well rounded human being, he's much more well adjusted. And he kind of takes the loss in stride. And that's when Walker brings up the super soldier serum and has this conversation with his friend where he's like, you know, would you take it? Yeah, if you could, would you? Would you if you could? Oh, no, that's right. Actually, I think that's right. Is it after? It's after the fight, right? That he has this conversation? Yeah, it's after. Okay. So that's basically his deciding factor. And then the next time we see them... So after that, um, I think that's when Carly calls Sam's sister, makes the idle threat, so they meet up again, and Sam and Bucky and Carly kind of have this, again, trying to have a conversation. Uh, Somewhere earlier in the episode, Sam had gotten in contact with Sharon and asked her if she could do him a favor and kind of keep eyes on the ground for him using a satellite because, of course, she has access to it because, as we all know, she's going to turn out to be the power broker. But anyway, <laughs> she does him the solid and she calls him or she texts him or no, whatever the ear comms are because apparently everyone in these things always have comms and their, yeah. their reach is ridiculous. But she calms him in and says, hey, uh, I think Walker found Carly's people because he's on the move. So this breaks up their second meeting. Yeah, and... I I found this to be extremely weird because like Carly designates a, sp- a spot, says to come alone. He brings Bucky, but like you would think they would have done their due diligence that John Walker didn't find them so easily because it's just like he's coming, and I was like, oh, okay, 
That was he's coincidental. Not, well, no, John Walker doesn't come to where they are. He goes to where her people are. She was that what it was? Yeah, she's in a different okay. location. That's why when Bucky, when uh, Sam says it, and they jump off the ledge and head out, that's where they're going. They're going oh, to yeah, where right. Walker is, and that's why Carly too. Like she goes down and she's like also headed in that direction because she's worried about her people. And I think Sam and Bucky are also technically worried about her people in that sense. So that's why they all go. And that's also why when John and Lamar get into the building, they're alone. They're, they don't have any backup. It's just the two of them. And it's weird to me that, like, John knows he's taken the serum. He knows that he's a bit protected, as it were, in this fight. Mm. But he doesn't inform Lamar of this, as far as we understand. Yeah. And he doesn't you know, sort of shield Lamar in any way. Lamar is ahead of him the entire time. Lamar's the one who goes ahead and scouts. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that he kind of loses track of Lamar or if it's one of those things where that's just how they did it in the army and he's so used well, to Well, yeah, you have to have somebody take that way. point. Yeah. But you would, you'd, like, you'd think he would do it because you he's the super he soldier would do now. It, but, I mean... but unless he doesn't want to reveal to anyone that he took oh, the serum. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Which, again cat's out of the bag as soon as falcon notices like him throw a super soldier across the room and then it's like, yeah, it's like what the hell did you, you do kind of roided up a and walker's bit. just like they have lamar and that's it and he just leaves and it's like ah oh, there's so much more we need to talk about yeah uh so all of this culminates in a fight with the super soldiers uh bucky sam walker and lamar now lamar uh got tied up earlier he finally gets free and he reaches the main hallway where everyone else is fighting or the main room where everyone's fighting. And because he is, again, he doesn't realize, or I'm guessing that this is why we know that he doesn't know that Walker took the serum. There's a scene where Walker gets pinned back and Carly is about to hit him and Hoskins dives into her and tackles her in an effort to save his friend because as far as he knows, if she hits him, that's it, he's dead. So she hits him back. She pushes him back into uh, a column. It breaks, and we have the assumption that this breaks his neck and kills him. Now, yeah. again, the only reason I say that is because they cut back to him several times in the next couple of scenes. So I don't know if they're trying to say he's secretly alive and Walker's next actions are actually invalidated by this, or if they're saying, like, oh, look, this is why he had to do what he did. But either way, Walker goes over, and as far as we can tell, he does check the vitals, at least very quickly, and then he takes off in a murderous rage to kill Carly, and Nico is ahead of her, so Nico kind of serves as this sort of intermediary, and he gets all of Walker's rage. Yeah. Uh, Bucky and Sam are also in pursuit, but they don't catch up. I feel like Bucky should have at least been able to, but for some reason they're super late to the party. Um, unless they were hanging back to help Lamar, I don't know. We don't know all the facts yet. Mm. But either way, the chase leads to a courtyard where yeah. Nico repeatedly tells Walker that he didn't do it, he didn't kill him, he's not responsible, and Walker just takes his fucking shield and he the assumption is he decapitates him. We don't know. Do we it doesn't look actual... like he does. I thought we saw the we aftermath. We don't see it. No. 
You don't see the aftermath. Uh, the assumption is that the reason why everyone in the crowd is so appalled is because he actually decapitates the guy. Well, he killed and the guy regardless. There, oh, no, he definitely killed the guy. Uh, from from what I could see from the camera angle, it looked like he just crushed his chest in. Yeah, yeah. And that's why his sword or his uh, shield was all bloody because he literally just pounded the dude's ribs and, and heart in and, yeah. you know, just an explosion of blood that way. Uh, Such a good scene. A lot of people online are speculating that he decapitated him. I don't uh, think that... I didn't it, see the shield go up that high. The angle of the yeah. shield does not look like it was yeah. neck level. It looked like it was chest level, like what yeah. uh, what uh, Captain A does to Tony in Civil War. Yeah. It breaks the arc reactor. Uh, except this time it broke the guy's heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I could see a chest caving in uh, for Marvel. Unless it's like a Netflix series, I can't see something that violence I, the only mm-hmm. decapitation i've ever known in a marvel movie and correct me if i'm wrong uh, both of you is uh when uh what's his face cuts off thanos's head oh thor thor cuts uh, off thanos's head there's that and i think maybe it was infinity war where one of the uh children of thanos gets decapitated by the shield like that okay yeah I think, yeah i think, I think I, yeah I think that might might be the only other one that I can recall. But I can't see them, like, even intimating Mm -hmm. towards decapitation in this Um, series. I mean... Chest caving in is equally as brutal, don't get me wrong. No, I agree. I think the... And I think that's one of the big reasons they don't show it. They don't show the aftermath because it's more... It's more tantalizing to question... What it what actually happened? And then to see it. If we're gonna go, just, and also if they did go decapitation, then they clearly don't want to show that. But I mean, if we're gonna go on this logically too. Logically, the angle is just wrong. No, I mean logically, yeah. if he were to just put the hammer down, if you will, uh, on the guy's neck, that would be over just too sweet. That would yeah. be decapitation. But he kept going and going and going, so that means he's probably going for something a bit sturdier. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that logic works too. Yeah. If he was, yeah, yeah. if he was, because you got to figure in earlier in the scene when he throws the shield into the wall and it digs into the cement. Yeah. That's how much power he has now. Yeah. So yeah, easily if he just thrust it down once, he would have easily decapitated. Yeah. Him. If he and if he did Blunt that. Blunt end or not. Yeah. No. Yeah. If he did that once and decapitated him. Why keep doing that? Like, are you gonna try to make Julian fries off, uh, off of this guy's head or something <laughs> no, like that? I agree. I think I think it's definitely that he crushes the guy's chest in. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the other really iconic, I should say, not scene but image, image. from this episode, yeah. which is John Walker standing up, angled up on him like he is, you know, let's face it, like a fuhrer, like a dictator, yeah. uh, and then the the Captain Shield just lower part all splattered in blood yeah and it's it's just a beautiful framing of it well it's a very image. iconic image because for most people it's just great like he does that really subtle head tilt that sam talked about yeah if you watch real closely he does do the evil villain head tilt yes uh, and i think it's in reaction to the crowd because i think to him he's kind of like i don't understand what you like, why are you looking at this? Yeah. I did, I did the good thing. <laughs> yeah. I did a good thing. Although, I mean, the thing is that you have to be pent up with that much rage. I brought you a dead mouse. I did a good thing. Pretty much. But you have to be <laughs> pent up with that much rage where you're kind of like, oh, you know what? People are Instagramming this. I don't give a shit. 
No. Like, I'll, I'll just yeah. keep legending this, is, this guy. I mean, I, I did see... Uh, Put I this on your TikTok. On the TV, I actually saw a trailer for the next episode. And uh, well, it well, was it Was it a trailer or was it like one... It's, it's like a, a one minute and 20 second... Um, it's a one minute and 20 second like teaser for the final two episodes. And that first minute is just a recap of everything that's just happened. Well, it's a commercial. I mean, that's how commercials yeah. work. They're not full-on trailers, but yeah. it is sort of a tease for the show. And you do see uh, Sam kind of saying, like, you know, give the shield back. And obviously Walker's like, we could have worked, like, we can still work together. And it's just sort of like, bro, you, you're you gone. Like, you yeah. need to understand some things have happened. <laughs> and I'm wondering if that means that Marvel might actually deal with the fallout of a violent white male and how, you know, there are no consequences for violent white males in this country. I I, I think there was a line at the end of that where like, Bucky's like, we're just going to like take that shield right from you. So no, even uh, like it, they're ready to throw down. But it's it brings up that question for me. Like, who is the villain of this at the end of the day? Is there even a villain? Like, yeah. what are we building to? Because we have we saw Carly and the Flag Smashers in play. We still have John Walker. We had the power broker somewhere in the background. Who? Um, Zemo's on uh, the loose. Yeah, Zemo's on the loose. And like with the power broker as well, they called up Carly and were like, we want all the formula back. Um, and or, now it's gone. So now she's yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Now, I, um, technically, if he wanted to, or she, whoever the power broker is, I would think that they would have enough sense once they realize that she doesn't have the serum to take at least one of her people alive. Because if they got the original serum off of Isaiah, imagine what they could get out of one of these people. That's very true. I mean, I it, it's a good that. chance that they would be like, at least one of them has to be alive. I don't care mm-hmm. if you kill the others, but keep one alive. We need it for experimental That's purposes. That's rule number one. Now, it, the only bad any... thing is they killed the doc. Yeah. So they'd need to find another. But there's always like a fight. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. Keep one alive. Yeah, I, I also love how when Zemo's questioned about it, he's like, what? I, are you sure I killed him in the beginning? And Bucky's like, you straight up shot him in front of us. <laughs> you straight up burst that dude. You shot a guy. He's like, let's not litigate what happened. And he's like, there's no litigation. You shot a man. It's <laughs> just water under the bridge. Well, yeah, but Zemo, that blood, I, that, there's blood in that water. Zemo is a fantastic foil. I uh, love Zemo. He is, he is coming alive very nicely in terms of yeah. character. And I will say this is a vast improvement because when he is introduced in Captain America Winter Soldier, I didn't like, or Civil War, I didn't like him. I really didn't. I I thought he was kind of stupid and I'm like, what is the point of this? I I liked, I I think I liked Zemo, but there wasn't much to him outside of his revenge. Yeah, Yeah, it, it was just, he was just a man that was seeking revenge. He didn't really know how he was doing it by his means. He just like, seemed like a really smart guy that knew how to like, push people's buttons and get, get into situations that most won't wouldn't find them in you know yeah. like he was able to sneak into the facility activate the winter soldier sneak out get get his hands on information and that, they flushed that out a bit here like you know he is a baron he has ties to money and well, you know shady characters so like but that's not information we had beforehand beforehand yeah. he was just this pasty white dude <laughs> that was um rightfully upset about you know the actions of the avengers and there was no ramifications against them um for what happened in sokovia yeah i had no idea that he was a baron 
It's like, Zemo, what's your superpower? I'm fucking rich, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the comic books, his name is Baron Zemo. Is it Baron yeah. Zemo? And uh, it, it's funny, because I never, I never associated calling him Baron Zemo with him being a Baron. I always just mm-hmm. thought, like, oh, uh, that's his yeah. first name. Yeah, well, <laughs> but he, it's technically he, Helmets, which yeah, is also well, yeah. stupid. <laughs> well, Baron is, a, like, an honorific. It's a title. Yeah. Uh, it's not like fucking Trump's kid, whose actual name is Oh, well, yeah, but that's because, you know, his father's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, what do you think of this episode overall? Like, is it your favorite episode, Norton? Um, I would so say... So far? Or... No, I don't think it's my favorite, but I will say that it is one of the more packed episodes, and I will say that that fight scene with the Dora Milaje is hands down my favorite in this whole series so far. Okay, so uh, it's got your favorite scene, but not the favorite, favorite episode. Scene. It's not my favorite episode yet. I gotta wait until the series ends before I pick one. What about you, Bilal? Yeah, yeah I, I think I agree with Norton. Um, it's not my favorite, but I, I really liked episode three where they went to um, I forgot what the town was called. Oh, Madripoor? Oh, yeah, Madripoor. Madripoor. Yeah, yeah it, I just like the look and feel of Madripoor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you just yeah. want the Baron Zemo dance cut. <laughs> uh, okay, they released the Zemo cut, which yes. is an hour of him dancing. Yes. And stupid. Yes. It was That's great. I needed. To see that. That, uh, everybody. No. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. Oh. That, well, that's what I need in my life. Do the yeah. other two dance at least, or is it literally just a? I think it's just Zemo. It's just Zemo. It's just Zemo. But if uh, the thing is, like, if you're ha- and, and I'm uh, gonna say this, if you're having a bad day, just go to that clip. Oh yeah. my god. That will yeah, make no, you instantaneously feel better. Yeah, I just, for me, like that episode, it worked. It expanded out the world a bit. I think em- Emily Van Camp just did a fantastic job as Sharon, and mm-hmm. like she has some of the most fiercest like hand-to-hand moments in the series she did uh and yeah like i i just love how she's playing her character um uh, in this show uh, overall I, the show's been fine in my eyes i think wandavision was as miles better but i, am very, I, I, I totally agree i was actually yeah. telling norton uh... this i just before we started recording i was saying that i like the series i love <laughs> wandavision yeah like wandavision uh... was next level but I enjoy the longer episodes because, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not bored watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm, yeah. I get through it just fine. But, like, by the time I'm done with the episode, I'm, like, pumped for, like, five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see you next Friday. Uh, let's see, what, yeah. see what's up. But, like, at the end of WandaVision, every, every week it was just like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I mm-hmm. can't wait. And then everyone's theorizing. Everyone's like, Mephisto, it's Mephisto. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, that's, it, what, and that's what how this series is going to end. It's going to be the power so. broker is Mephisto. Oh, my God. That... Let Mephisto go. It's never going to be Mephisto. You don't think He's so? He's the Jamie Foxx of the mass singer of this show. It's never going to be Mephisto. Oh, yeah. Okay. I get what you're if saying. If Mephisto is going to show up on any series, I think it might be the Loki one. You think yeah. so? Yeah, because why not? It's cosmic level insanity. That's true. As much as I liked WandaVision, and I did enjoy it quite a bit, I don't, like, I never thought it was Mephisto. Yeah, again, in the comics, that's what she does. She has insanely powerful abilities. That's true. She can rewrite reality. She's done it before. That's true. So to, you know, turn around and say, like, oh no, it's some otherworldly demon who's making her do it or giving her this ability it's like no the, the no. girl went whack that's it she yeah. cracked 
She fucking created a. And this an is what happens when you're that superpowered, and yeah, you lose tr- track of reality. I mean, you're, I think the unquote, coolest reality. thing that came out of WandaVision was just the the um, expansion of her mythology in terms of she's not just some uh, shield, um, Hydra experiment gone wrong. She's genuinely a witch yeah. who yeah. happened to get her powers enhanced by the Power Stone, who happened to get mistaken as an enhanced person from the Power Stone by Hydra, mm. so that they're like, oh, she just became this. It's like, she wasn't always this. And, it's, and you're like, no, she was. She was a witch. She is apparently the Chaos Witch, yeah. the Scarlet Witch. She has a fucking name, That's true. which is kind of cool. And then, you know, the fact that they're going Death, to she has hit her against Doctor Strange at some point should be even more interesting. Yeah. Or if she teams up with him either way. I am more, like, the thing that bothered me about WandaVision was the whole Agatha thing. Because I feel like, and this is, to me, even in this series, I feel like they're doing it well so far, but I don't know where it's going to go. I feel like Marvel has a problem with villains. They don't really know what to do with them. Um... Mm. Unless they can make them really personable. And in in the case of Loki, Loki got to stick around because he was this really fun villain who was sort of like chaotic, neutral. He was the god of mischief. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's God, first of all. And second of all, he's got this really fun sort of chaotic, neutral attitude about things. So he's not, you know, just out there for world domination and he's not super serious and he's not, you know, insanely um, sadistic. Mm. Uh, but they have a tendency to sort of like one and done a lot of their villains. And, you know, they do it to Agatha, which is kind of a shame because I feel like she would have been a very interesting. I'm kind of curious to see if she'll eventually break out of. They might the do that in season two. Scarlet, which I don't know if they're going to have a season I two. I don't think there's going to be season two like, for these are all, shows. As far as I can tell, like yeah. bottle shows. It would be nice if there was no season two, just kind of like I don't think keep it as it is. The but, only the only stuff I see getting multiple seasons are stuff with new original characters. I could um, see that. So like Miss Marvel, uh, yeah. Ironheart. Um, I don't think Hawkeye gets. Hawkeye, I think, might be the only one um, that would get. A TV, I uh, a second show. That. I think that would be more of like. I mean, the first season would be him training Kate, and then the second season would just be Kate. I mean, the thing yeah. is that they already have casted um, Kate Bishop. I I don't remember who it is though. I don't remember. I don't think it's Haley Steinfeld. It might be Haley Steinfeld. Uh, I no, I think I think I think that's yeah. who it is. But so, um, yeah, I mean, so what? We have like Loki season one. We have Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. Moon Knight. She-Hulk. Moon Knight, yeah. There's a bunch yeah. of shit in the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did want to... So, sorry, what was that? And then, like, uh, yeah, like, the team-up stuff, like Secret Invasion mm-hmm. and Armor Wars, uh, the Untitled Wakanda series. So it's like, I, I think, like, some some of that stuff will likely get multiple seasons. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, they're saying Moon Knight's going to cons- consist of six episodes. I feel like uh, Marvel treats their properties more like miniseries than, than seasons. I just yeah. hope they can bring Daredevil and some of that the Defender stuff back. Oh well, yeah, that'd be great. I think great. they will eventually, but it might be one of those things where it actually is the Defenders. Like I don't think they'll do individual ones. Oh, something he said. Yeah, but who knows? I did want to share with both of you. I just read this the other day, and I thought this was an interesting take. Apparently, there's this theory going around right now that in um, uh, Infinity War. I think it was Infinity War. That's the one 
where was it? Endgame, the one where Tony Endgame, Stark. Endgame, the Endgame one. Yeah, that, is that the one where Tony Stark dies? Yes. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> yes, yeah, spoiler. Um, there is a theory going around that you know how um, when Tony asks uh, Doctor Strange, like, how many possibilities, like, in your vision, will we actually end up winning? And he said, in like fourteen million, blah blah blah. There's only one possibility, and so obviously Tony is spoiler alert and sent to his grave. Uh, a lot of people think that technically there are a lot more possibilities that Doctor Strange wasn't saying, and the only reason that he chose that one is because when you think about it, Iron Man created a whole lot of enemies, like he created enemies. So if there was a possibility of them winning and Tony Stark were to live, then he would just create more enemies and more monsters and more enemies. So he just wanted to kind of nip that in the bud. <laughs> I think that's an interesting... So you're saying Doctor Strange sold so, Tony del Stark Yeah, out. deliberately killed him. Wow. That's an interesting theory. I don't buy thought? it, but that's me. I, I, I don't buy it. I, I think with the cinematic universe, it's just, it's just too much. And I don't think, I think Be Benedict Cumberbatch would want to get all that fan hate because people well, can't separate actors from characters. First of all, logically, it doesn't work anyway because it's I mean, like they're all superheroes and they have all created villains. It's not like, yeah, Iron he's created Man the technically most. started the MCU, but... No, but no. he's created the most because he created um, Sinestro. He created... Sinestro? Uh, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Sinestro is the Green Lantern. No, it's Sinestro. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Peter Parker's... Um, enemy the vulture vulture well he created vulture too because that's tony stark industries technology. oh the other one um what the goldfish ball. yeah yeah I, I, mysterio. Mysterio. Oh, mysterio mysterio he created mysterio as okay. well um he created um obadiah um okay. obadiah's dead so he's out but he created him though yeah but he's still out um he created uh volkov actually mysterio's dead so that doesn't matter but he creates Who's Volkov. Volkov? Um, the dude from Iron Man 2, the, the Russian dude. He's dead, so he's out. Well, no, but I mean... It doesn't matter. No, if they're dead, then your point is moot. No, I mean, that's not my point. It's well, their point. Well, theory would be moot. S Sam theory. Rockwell is still around, isn't he? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Justin yeah. Hammer is still around. Yeah. Oh, the, he's he, going to be evil anyway. Be, oh, I love that guy. He's pretty much going to go against anyone. No, that's true. Like, he's a businessman. But if their theory was that like he's created so many enemies if he were to live then this would just be kind of like a rounded round thing. And there and if he were to gain the infinity stones, Iron Man, Tony Stark, then he could manipulate the world however he wants and maybe he'd become the villain. Eh. Again, it's a weird theory. He I doesn't kind want of... to use them though. He has a family. Like I'd understand if it was Iron Man from like the first movie, sure. Yeah. I'd be like, Yeah, Doctor Strange gank him. He's he's very dangerous. Yeah. But this is Iron Man that has a family, he has a daughter, he doesn't even want to go back in the superhero life. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Nope. <laughs> Stupid I'm just, I just want to throw it out there because it's a theory that had been uh, recently that went viral. Oh, it's a terrible theory. And I'm like, all right, well, just to give it some food for thought. No. That's pretty much Your food it. is rancid. <laughs> Their food is rancid. Again, it's Their not mine. Rancid. No. But. I reject. I, I, do you have anything else to say? I think I'm good with this. So. Yeah, we've pretty much reached the end of the episode. That is the pivotal scene. That's what we end on, is the fact that like a lot of people are taking cell phone video of what just happened. Mm. And so the next episode, we're going to find out what the fallout is. For the gram. If they're going to be able to take a super soldier roided up walker down. 
if Lamar Hoskins is actually still alive, which is my theory, and if Zemo is going to wisp away into the nothingness or if he's going to maybe take advantage of a newly unhinged superhero in order to kill other super soldiers. He's an opportunist. So he, and I could... he's a manipulator, so there's a good chance that he might team up with Walker and sort of be like, you should take out all the other super soldiers because then you're the only one. And they would have to make you Captain America because they don't have anybody else. Interesting point. That'd be, that'd, that'd be interesting. But otherwise, I'm good in terms of speculations and, and reviews of the episode. How about you, Bilal? Uh, I think the only thing I really want to see in the next episode is how the news media covers the events at Ooh, the end of yeah. episode four. Like, I want to see Fallout. like the Good the Good Morning America be like, John Walker, our Captain America, or fallen hero. <laughs> or uh, And then like, Fox News is just like Tucker Carlson going oh. like, oh, uh, just, just being the absolute worst. He being had like, to do he, it. It was a violent insurrectionist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He was a He's... foreign terrorist Muslim villain. Steve, well, some would say Steve Rogers never went far enough. He was a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. What oh did God. he do for the world? Oh, <laughs> too, Steve Rogers, that 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 too far, that 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 or not, not far, far enough. enough. <laughs> yes. Steve Rogers didn't have the balls to do what John Walker did. When when the, the world need, when the world needed. Steve Rogers after the blip. Where was he? Where did, <laughs> Where he, did go? he go? Where he left America. He said, <laughs> Fuck America. <laughs> we need a captain who's gonna defend us with his blood. Oh or it could be uh, the, the the Chiron, like the whole thing of like the underneath uh, like the little news blip and whatnot. It could be like uh Steve Rogers? No. Uh, uh John Walker Dot, dot, dot. America, fuck yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I do have one question before we wrap up. Sure. Was Steve Rogers bulletproof? Because I feel like that dude... I don't no. know. No. Because I, these these super soldiers aren't, and I can't, for whatever reason, buy that Steve managed to block every single bullet. Uh, yeah. No, that's why he had the shield. No, he was not, in fact, bulletproof. The super soldier serum really just makes you... Super strong, super fast, and pretty much like agile. I never like, saw him get shot though. He, but, he but didn't can, he take a hit from Thor or the Hulk? Like I feel like he, he's strong. His his skin is not impenetrable. He is not like he's not Superman in the in the, in the classical sense. But he is extremely strong. He heals fast. That's why when Carly gets shot, first of all, Carly gets shot and it does not kill her. She gets yeah. shot in an extremely vulnerable place where most people would be down and the the shock would kick in and she would die. She gets shot and she's just kind of like, fuck it hurts. I got It's more like a bee sting. So if you think about it, I think that it's not that they're bulletproof, but I think that they are much stronger. They have a much more, um, they have a better healing factor. And I think that their bodies are more resilient in terms of if they do suffer damage it's not a long-lasting thing because if you watch uh captain america when his original movie comes out he does get like roughed up it's not like his face doesn't get scraped it's not like he doesn't bleed here and there it's just that these injuries aren't 
life-threatening to him in any way, shape, or form. They heal very quickly, and he can move on very quickly. So okay. none of them are bulletproof. It's not That's not how that works. But they are very resistant to death, if you will, because actually the, the easiest way to answer your question is what happens in Civil War. Zemo goes and he shoots each single new that's uh, true. super soldier in the head. Yeah. So you can true. kill a super soldier with a point blank shot to the brain. That tends to be most people's idea of that's the kill shot. Mm. But if you were to shoot them in the arm or the leg or the stomach or even some other vital body part that would normally cripple or mortally wound a normal human being, they will not shrug it off per se, but at the very least be able to hobble off and heal up and come back at you threefold. So yeah. I guess in so many words, Steve Rogers is sick with the shield. It's pretty much I it. I guess so. Maybe he had Kevlar bodysuit or something. Yeah. I mean, he Kevlar, did also have sweet. armor. They yeah. Did give yeah. Him, like, you got to figure all of these superheroes have like, you know, the Kevlar woven vests and whatnot in their armor. That's the whole John Wick situation. Oh, God, John Wick. That man could take a bullet. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. he can. Keeps uh, on ticking. See? All he right. kept his hair. All right. I think we're at the end here. Do me dirty, Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I got his hair back. I'm never going to stop. If they, oh, my God, if they clean shave Loki, I'm out. I give up. They took away evil. my is... Thor. They took away my Bucky. If they take away my Loki, I'm done. Didn't they clean shave him already in the trailer? Uh, I Did think they? she means like shorn in terms of like hair, like long hair. Yeah, like oh, that's that, I think that's he still a, has his long hair. That's a wig. <laughs> oh no, I know in real life he has short yeah. hair. I'm fine with that. I just mean the character. Yeah. 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 Wait. Do you like uh, really quickly before we go? Um, uh, Thor, short hair or long hair? I will say I like the Thor the makes both work. I think they. I like yeah, him. they. He makes them both both work. I, I prefer him long. Not gonna lie, but he does make both work. Actually, I will say his uh, his shaved look in um, in Ragnarok is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie, but again, if I had my druthers, yeah, obviously long, <laughs> always long, always long. There's very few men that well, I can't say there's very few men that can that can't pull off long hair because I'm sure there's plenty of men that can't. But I like a dude with long hair. That's just me. But now that we're done with my preferences. <laughs> We can close this episode yes. out. Apparently, people were dying to know. <laughs> so, um, Rob, where can people find you? Uh, they could find me at the work prints. Uh, right now, I am doing reviews for Bird Girl, the Adult Swim. Uh, awesome show. Uh, next month, I will be doing a review for uh, Cruella, which I'm looking totally forward to. Uh, <laughs> They could also find me on Spotify. I have a podcast called After the Credits. Sounds good. Um, about Cruella, mm -hmm. is that just, um, is that just Birds of Prey? With I mean, it might be. It might be. I love Birds of Prey too. I love me some yeah. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey did not get the respect it deserved. Yeah, it was I totally a agree. It was a fantastic movie. It was movie. a good movie. I More totally people agree. should have watched it. Um, so I can't wait for that. That'll be available, I think, on Disney Plus and uh, I in think in theaters. Oh, and I don't see why they yeah. didn't. And next month. Um, At the end of next month, I believe. 
Yeah, and next month I'll be getting my second vaccine shot, so I'll be able to finally go into theaters. I got my first one today, and it was weird because I was driving to Norton's house, and uh, my left arm, because I got in my non-denominant arm, my left arm was still, I mean, it was still ambulatory, but it was one of those things where uh, it just didn't feel like myself, and I'm like, oh my god, now I know how the Winter Soldier feels. (laughs) I don't know if that's what they were going well, for. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, uh, Norton, do you want to? Uh, I write for the word print. That's fine. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, uh, Norton, where can where can long-haired men find you? Just yeah, just Norton at the word print. That's fine. That, that's it. What yeah. about the long-haired men? You want to send them somewhere specific? <laughs> <gasps> Into my dreams. That's fine. <laughs> they know. Okay. They know where they live. <laughs> Uh, you guys can follow me uh, over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian, uh, and you guys can always follow The Work Print on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, just search for The Work Print. You'll see our, um, you'll see our logo, and uh, just give us a follow or a subscribe. Um, yeah. And as always, um, until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Adios.